You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Uncommon Drive podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozy. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. And welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Drive podcast. My name is Chad Ozy. I am here with Jeff Cross, and we are taking a look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm good. The weather's actually pretty decent. It's like 40 degrees today, you know. Jeff drove his golf cart. I did, yeah. To, uh, to come do our recording today. Yeah. And uh, I agree that it is nice out. I don't agree that it's golf cart nice, but uh, that's all right. But I ha- I mean, have you seen it, though? I have a cover. That's right. You are you set know, up. Man. I have a heater. I have, you know, the Christmas lights. I was playing my music, you know. So, yeah, it... Uh, it's perfectly fine. Now, when I stopped at the gas station to get my pop, the lady says, isn't it cold in there? <laughs> nah, it's not cold. You know what I mean? That's a state of mind. That's right. That's <laughs> so, yeah, I was enjoying it. And, you know, neighbors are looking at me like, where's this goofball going? But, uh, you know, I wanted to share. I don't, I don't know if I shared this with you off the air, but, um, you know, obviously I love Christmas, right? We all know this. Um, yep. uh, it's not a secret. As I was telling you earlier that I'm trying to send a clear message and I think I'm doing that. <laughs> but my neighbors, um, and if you watch my social media, you probably saw that, but my neighbors took one of my, uh, old mums that had died, which, which mums do in the, yeah. in the fall or in late fall, winter, early winter. And she said, Hey, can I have it? I might want to try and do something with it. And I said, yeah, no problem. Well, all of a sudden it shows up this week on whatever, or it might've been the end of the week, two, Wednesday or Thursday last week. And she had spray painted all of the dead leaves white, so it looks like snow. Put Christmas ornaments in it. Put a little thing that says "Merry Christmas" on it. Ho ho ho, and all that stuff. And like I'm, I'm like speechless when they give this to me. I'm like, that is, you know, I was very, very, um, I was taken aback by the gift, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very, very cool. So um, if you have a neighbor. That is, you know, in, that likes Christmas, and maybe you don't necessarily like it as much as your neighbor does. 
It's okay to give them a, a refurbished mum, Christmas mum, right? I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very cool. So I'm very happy to see it every every day. Yeah. Well, a thing that I would be happy to see is if <laughs> any of our listeners that are currently listening would do us a massive favor. It can be your Christmas gift to us. If you would go on whatever platform you happen to listen to our podcast and rate yes. and review the podcast. Now, I know this is what's happened because I have several podcasts that I listen to. And uh, the other day I was I was listening to one and they they said, hey, will you please go leave us a five-star review? And in fact, they so desperately wanted us to do this that they created a song just to ask the listeners mm. to record a, uh, a five-star review. And I thought, man, that's so catchy. That's so fun. That was so neat. They did that. Don't worry, we're not doing one on here. Uh, but I thought, here, I'm somebody that asks for a review, mm -hmm. and yet I hear somebody else ask for it. And I'd listened to that podcast, I don't know how many times, they'd ask for it every single episode, and mm -hmm. I hadn't done it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop right now, and I'm going to leave that review. So yeah. if you're one of those people that have listened to our podcast over mm -hmm. and over and over, and you've heard us ask for that review and you've not done it yet, it helps us out so much. It yeah. helps push it to uh, new people. Uh, it helps it uh, move up as far as uh, when people are searching for different things and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So please help us out uh, by leaving us a rating and a review. And if that review happened to be five stars, uh, we would appreciate that. That would be great. Yeah, one push of the button and you can give us a gift. Yep. That's it doesn't exactly cost right. you a thing. No, nope, maybe just a little bit of time. Five seconds of your time. That's I like exactly it. Yes, right. that's cool. Well, Jeff, uh, we are in the Christmas season uh, as we're talking, as we brought up here, and um, for uh, for officials in general, the the Christmas season brings lots of uh, of things. You know, number one, it's just a busy time. Mm, yeah, it is. So, on top of uh, your officiating, whether you are an, an off season official. That's, you know, trying your best to, to grind away and, you know, work on your fitness and all that kind of stuff, which is so hard during the holiday season. Yeah. When all the extra goodies are out mm -hmm. and all the special meals and all the special parties and all that kind of thing are going on. Um, or you're an in-season official who's trying to balance the things that your uh, significant other and your family have going on. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you've got, you may have kids with... Uh, Christmas programs at school and yeah. concerts and activities and spouses with, um, you know, their employer's uh, Christmas work party oh, or yeah. holiday party or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever may be going on. It is just a busy, busy time. And at the same time that the rest of the world gets busy, especially for those of us working college basketball, it seems like the schedule gets just absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Just game on top of game on top of game. Uh, just this morning, I had multiple collegiate assigners that were sending out uh, messages saying, hey, we, we need people. You know, are you available? And part of the reason they did that is these games were coming up so quickly, they didn't have a chance to, to reassign. You know, uh, they needed to get somebody on it that could be on it. So instead of going in their system and finding somebody that showed open and then accidentally it was it was wrong, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. they're just like, hey, we need somebody that can take this game. You know, that because that's just how busy it's it's getting. And I think that that brings up lots of things for us as officials, you know, um, as as you approach, you know, these these kind of busy times of the season, you know, how do you how do you manage that? I mean, it makes travel more difficult. Mm -hmm. 
it makes just your, your planning and prep all that more difficult. You know, how, how does it affect you as an official when you get into a season like this? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I want to say this, though. And I, th- I assume everyone knows this, but I feel like I need to say it. If a if an assigner sends out, is anybody open December 15th, 6 o'clock in Eureka? And you read that email and you're not open, do not respond and say, I'm not open. <laughs> That's one of the truest things you've ever said. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> now, I know some coordinators even say, hey, positive responses only. Yep. And then still people I'm not will open. put negative Sorry, responses. Sorry, not open. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So we... I th- and we we're talking about our timing and our work and our schedule. Well, you just one you created more work for yourself because you responded to it instead of just going okay that doesn't that's not me I'm gone, and then you created more work for your assigner who has to open up the email and go oh they're not open well that's not helping me you know mm-hmm. oh I got a reply oh that's just a reply to say no yep. so do not do that um, I and I would definitely you know the other one is don't reply all. I'm not mm-hmm. open, you know, that we're creating this work that is unnecessary. Now, sometimes mistakes happen, but, um, you know, our good buddy Corky, you know, he would, uh, um, get frustrated and he'd call me so frustrated because, um, he would see an email that comes out that says, uh, I'm just, you know, making a story, right? It's not a true story. Please make sure you do your reports within 24 hours. We'll say, mm-hmm. And it would go to everyone, but Corky would not understand that it goes to everyone, and he would read it, and he would get mad. He'd call me. He's like, I do my reports within 24 hours. Why are they telling me to do my reports within 24 hours? Well, these are just blanket emails to multiple people. So, yeah. And then he would spend half a day you know, complaining and, and you know, in the pits mad about it. So, um, so anyway, how do I manage my travel? Um, very, very carefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, it's a... Uh, I spent this past weekend basically, you know, planning all my travel for the rest of December, mm-hmm. you know, getting some flights, some rental cars and all those things. So, I mean, it was, it's, it's when you think you're going to wake up in the morning at whatever time you wake up, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning and go, I'm just going to sit my coffee and read the news and relax when you really need to be taking care of your travel, you need to be taking care of those, those difficult times because it is more difficult. You know, not only does it get busy with parties and everything, you know, um, we all have that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like someone, uh, is, Oh, well, they're a division one referee. They don't have any Christmas parties. Yeah, they do. They got Christmas parties. They got family events. They got kids concerts. Yep. So what I learned, um, it took me a few years to understand this, but what I started to do is I started closing out dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I still to this day don't close any dates out per se that, you know, that uh, August, September, October when they're asking us to close those dates out. Mm-hmm. I pretty much stay open unless I know that I have something serious to take care of. But once the schedules come out, I look at it and go, okay, it's December I have games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to close out Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to close it out. I can plan a dinner with my wife. I can, you know, whatever that is. I mean, bingo, visit my daughter. So that's kind of what I do. I, I let them give me my games, and then I decide 
well, maybe I only have two games that week. Okay, so I won't close the rest of the week. I'll close one day in that week mm-hmm. um, just to just to get things done. And I, I've been saying this all year long, and I think it applies across the board. But, you know, I, I guess my, my, my question would be, you know, how much money, you know, there, I don't think there's a difference. Let's just say, like an official, a Division three official, maybe like makes whatever. We'll say five thousand dollars in a in a in a in a officiating season. That's about right, right? Yeah, somewhere in that area. So, is there a difference between five thousand and forty five hundred? Not really. So you close off a couple of games, and now you're at forty five hundred instead of five thousand. You know, so. In order to have time to take care of that travel or time to take to, to go to a kid's concert, so that's that's what I tell myself when I close out dates. Okay, so whatever my income is, is there a difference between you know this number or that number? There's really not a whole lot of difference. I'm still gonna it's not gonna make it where the lights won't stay on. Mm-hmm. Now there are there is a time, and there was even a time in my career where I needed every game, mm-hmm. I needed every check because there was a time and. Then, I've shared this in a camp before. I don't know if I've ever shared it in the podcast, but you know, when nine eleven happened, I was we were broke. We were broke, so we were we were so broke that we didn't have um, TV. We turned it off because it was an unnecessary uh, expense, and we turned it off. And people were calling, going, "Did you hear what happened?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't hear what happened. I, I'm sitting here in the dark. Basically, the lights are barely on." So. That is different, right? So that is where we have to do everything possible in order to make things happen. Not everyone is in that situation. So if you're not in that situation, that immediate situation, I would argue that it's okay to close a date or two out. I'm sure coordinators are not happy to hear this, (laughs) but I think it's okay to do just for the sanity of what you're doing and your family. Yeah, and you know, remember that just because you close out a date does it mean that an opportunity still might not come your way? Yeah. Um, I have a, a friend of mine that I'm actually going to work with this Saturday. Uh, he often listens to this podcast. And uh, he had he had closed out that date because he had to be in the UP mm. the next day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he wanted some travel time to be able to get there and do that. And uh, as we're as – we're, going through that and all and he was just gonna have a little time the coordinator needed to shift some people around and he saw that he was blocked off and it specifically said blocked off for travel mm-hmm. for the next day and he said uh, he called up that official and said hey because of when this game is i think it might still work with your travel you know could you could you do this and that official was able to say, oh yeah, that totally works with my schedule, no problem. But at the same time, that coordinator would have had zero issue if he said, no, I had that blocked off for that travel, but I'm also spending some time with my family and everything. You know, I clearly communicated there, I'm sorry, I can't work that game. Mm -hmm. That would not have left a negative taste in that coordinator's mind at all because that official did everything they were supposed to do on the front end. Mm -hmm. You know, they they clearly communicated what they had and why they had it. I've closed out dates to say personal slash travel. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I have travel that night, but I have some personal stuff going on in the daytime. So yep. you can't give me a ten o'clock game. Yep. You know, I'm closed. Yep. So I think we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. And 
you know, Jeff brought up this idea, um, and I, I think for a lot of us that are looking to be uncommon, and mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about Joe Schmo that wants to go out and grab 12 college games a year mm-hmm. or whatever, but for people that want to be uncommon, people that want to really develop, people that want to elevate, people that want to, uh, you know, at the levels they're working, work postseason, get those opportunities, right? I think people like that, there is this drive to get every game we can get. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it it makes us better. Mm-hmm. You know, it just does. The, mm-hmm. the more plays we see, the more stuff we do and all. I had an off night last night and uh, one of the local schools near us had kind of an interesting setup and there was four basketball games being played and there was a brand new official just in their second year of working basketball and so i got asked to go work those four games with them and uh, this was a, a young guy who doesn't work varsity yet mm-hmm. okay so this was a couple lower level games a high school boys jv and a high school boys varsity mm-hmm. And as we were talking through that night, we worked all four games together. And one of the things that was so neat was I said, now look, this crazy thing that happened in that first game, there was a funny thing that happened at the opening tip. I said, you're not going to see that a ton at the varsity level. You know, for me, I'm not going to see that a ton at the college level. Mm -hmm. But if I see it, I got to be able to recognize (laughs) it and adjudicate it. Sure. So the fact that you got these extra reps, the fact that you had one night that you could get four games in, for a newer official like that, super beneficial. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. instead of getting one game in in one night and seeing one game's worth of plays, he saw four games worth of plays. Yeah. And they weren't all the same level, but that last level was above where he's been. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so he got stretched, but because he'd been working through the night, he felt comfortable. Yeah. You know, by the time he got to that game, and it was so fun to watch his confidence change it was so fun to watch his assertiveness Mm. you know change when it came to communicating with coaches and things like that so i i thought it was a a really neat experience and i think a lot of us you know it's it's not wrong to want to grab every game you can grab there's nothing wrong with nothing wrong with it um making sure however that it doesn't you know, detract from what allows you to be able to do what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, if it detracts from the day job, yeah. then there's a problem. If it detracts mm-hmm. from home, mm-hmm. then there's a problem. And we're going to talk about a, a I'll, I'll call it a, a little chapter here <clears throat> from Jeff's season mm-hmm. in just a minute <laughs> that he had this last weekend. But I want to put a disclaimer out there first. What we're getting ready to talk about is going to sound like a D1 problem. You know, I, mm. I remember, I think you even had an official, you know, kind of make a joke with you this last weekend. Oh, you know, big time problems, yeah, yeah, D1, yeah. problems D1 problems or whatever, right, you know, yeah. big time right? problems. Right. Yeah. But um, but for those of us, I don't care what level you work. I don't care if you are a junior high official, high school official, small college official, big college official. It doesn't matter. Um, there are moments that we have to make decisions about what we are willing to do and not willing to do. Mm-hmm. And I I want to hear I want to I want our listeners to hear me say that we are in no way shape or form making any decisions about somebody's how, how good somebody is, how much they want it, whatever based on 
how they make some of these choices. I agree. But what I am going to say is, is that our choices really get to the heart of what we want. So what I mean by that is, <clears throat> if I say, I want to work Division Three postseason. I want Mary Toberman mm. to call me at the end of the season and say, Chad, you're going to work at the regional at XYZ site, mm -hmm. right? But when I have assigners from multiple D3 conferences asking me to travel a little extra so I can get opportunities in other conferences, and I say, mm, that's a little too far for me. Mm-hmm then I don't really want that D3 postseason assignment. Yeah. Lip I'm, service. I I'm, not, I'm not willing to do everything that it takes. Mm -hmm. You know, if I say I want to be a D1 official and an assigner calls me up and says, oh, hey, I need you to go. I need you to go work a D1 game. It's 14 hours away and there's no airport there. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and I'm like, well, okay, I, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, that's, yeah, that's a little a too much. Yeah, right. You got something down the road, like an hour and a half away. That's right. It pays more. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, and so uh, that's that's part of, of what I want you to hear us say as you're listening to this, is that we're not knocking any decision that somebody would make. Somebody might listen to the story just getting ready to say and say, that's ludicrous. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You can feel that way all day. It's obviously worked for Jeff. You know, and... For it may work for you, it may not, but mm. it's something. Um, so, Jeff, why don't you tell us just a little bit about the situation that you encountered this last week and then how you dealt with it? Yeah. Um, when you get your assignments, you know, in, in September, October, you kind of look at things and go, okay, oh, this is how, this is going to be easy. This is going to be an easy assignment. Uh, Easy, when I say easy, I mean, say, in travel-wise, yep. right? Okay, and it should be no problem. It makes sense to get from here to here to here. Yeah, I can do this. This is no problem. Um, and, you know, typically... And, and we do that at every level. Yeah. Right? You, you know, there there might be a, a, a JUCO official who has a game that's three hours away, but he looks at it and goes, oh, but that's on Friday, and I can be done early on Friday, mm -hmm. so easy to get to. Yeah. Where if that same game was on a Tuesday, yeah. all of a sudden it's more difficult. It's way more difficult, right? Yeah. yeah. So... You know, kind of scan over the thing. And, you know, it's we all go through it. You get your schedule in, let's just say, September, and you kind of scan over it and, and see the pluses and the minuses and the hards and the easies, right? And then it never fails. In that month of September, there's, you know, 10 more changes. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of keep an eye on it just because you're scanning it once. You go, okay, no problem. There's, you know, there's – Many times you get a game on a Friday somewhere, and then a Saturday somewhere, but the time says TBA, or you know, mm -hmm. it says TBA. You don't know really what time, but you're looking at it, so you're kind of keeping an eye on it. So this happened. Um, so my schedule worked out to where on Friday I had to be in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, for a 7 p.m. tip. So that means I got to be in, you know, in the locker room by 5:30. And if anybody knows me at all, that really means 5 o'clock. And that really means I'm going to be in town by 4.30 <laughs> kind yep. of thing. So that's just the way it is. So that's where I have to be on Friday. With a Saturday tip in Macomb, Illinois, for noon. So the you know the first thing you do is you kind of look at flights and you go, okay, how can I, you know, no problem. I'll just fly this out. It won't be a big deal. Well, in looking at flights... 
you know, you have two choices to land when it comes to Macomb. You can land in Chicago and drive about three and a half hours to Macomb, or you can land in St. Louis and drive about two and a half hours to Macomb. Both of those. So if at a noon tip, mm-hmm. so a noon tip, so that means I got to be in the locker room by 1030, yep. you know, which means 10 my time. So, but 1030 I could do. 8.30 was the earliest flight landed in St. Louis, landing, mm-hmm. and 8.30 was the earliest flight landing in Chicago. So No way you can get there at the time you need to be. It's two and a half hours, 8.30, right? Yeah, and so that's I got if 9:30. you get off the plane right at the moment at it lands. At 8.30. Yeah. We, know, we, know, we all know anybody who's been <laughs> on a plane, you land at 8.30, but then it's 9 before you actually get off the plane and get to the rental car place. Yep. So I'm not going to make, it's just, it's just not going to happen. All airlines. I don't know. Somebody asked me if I check Spirit, but you know, I didn't want to pay to fasten my seatbelt. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> or whatever it is Spirit likes to do. Oh, you want a seatbelt? That'll be an extra twenty-five. You know, so, um, so I, uh, so I, I made the decision that I was going to drive this out. So, just to put it in perspective, from uh, home to Grand Forks, North Dakota, is about eleven and a half hours. Somewhere in that area, maybe maybe a little under, from Grand Forks to Macomb, Illinois, is uh, again around eleven and a half hours, maybe a little bit less. So I have, if I do a game at seven o'clock in Grand Forks, get done at nine, mm-hmm. you know, post game, take a little shower or whatever it is, out of there by nine thirty, nine thirty on the road by nine thirty. So that means I have thirteen hours to travel 11 and a half hours. How am I going to do this? <laughs> How am I going to do this? So the, uh, you know, and I'm not the first one to think of this idea. This has been done many, many times, but um, I thought it was best to try and find, you know, uh, some people called it a chauffeur, but it really wasn't a chauffeur, just some sort of riding partner. But let, let's pause here for just a second. Okay. Okay. I think a lot of us, we see that happen to our schedule. Oh, and by the way, you, you had another game then added to your schedule. Yeah. Where instead of being able to leave early on Thursday to get you part of the way to Grand Forks, mm-hmm. you ended up getting a Division Two game. Oh, yeah. About an hour and a half away from home. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That then you had to pick up on Thursday night yep. before you even took off mm-hmm. for Friday, which then added to the, yeah. the complication of what you were doing. I think there's a lot of Plus, us. after my game on Saturday, I had a game in Toledo. Yeah. Which was seven hours from Macomb. Yeah. So, so when I, I think there are a lot of people that when they see something like this, they would go, Jeff, why didn't you just call your signer and see if she could switch you? Mm-hmm. Or why didn't you just call your signer and say, well, hey, is there one of these games you need me on more than the other? Because the, the, the travel schedule doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So before you go to what you did, can... Can I just ask you to explain your thought process of why why didn't you choose an easier route rather than the route you chose? Well, a couple of phrases come to mind. I love it when people call me crazy. And I'm sure a lot of people are hearing that story and go, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You're not going to do that. So um, it seems impossible until it's done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it, and it, everyone hears that story and goes, it's impossible. Until you do it and go, oh, I guess that isn't impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and thirdly, um, I take the games to do them. Mm-hmm. I don't take them to give them back. Mm-hmm. And I taught that to my baseball players. We schedule games to play them. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it's 35, we're still going to play. You know, if it's within the rules, we're going to play. So those are three things that I say to myself in those difficult situations. And it's pretty easy. You know, I can tell you, I wasn't like, couldn't wait to wake up Thursday morning to really start <laughs> this, this, this deal. But, you know, and I've said it before, suffering has value. I mean, I want to repeat it, but it has value. Mm-hmm. And all those things applied to this weekend. So that's why I took it. I think um, it made me, you know, forget officiating, forget any of that. That experience, this experience that I had this past weekend, for one, gave me more confidence. Mm -hmm. I believe it even um, the people that are around me that know this story have more respect for me, you know, and, and, and understand that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maybe, just maybe, they'll listen to the story and go, you know what, there's some things that I can do that I didn't think I could do, but I'm going to do them now. I'm going to try them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, and I'm not saying they're just go jump off a cliff without a parachute, but I, th- I think there's there's so many more things we're capable of doing, but we give up on ourselves so easily and so quickly that we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did it. All right, so back to the story then. How'd you, how did you make this work? So, you know, as I was saying, um, you know, some people call it hiring a chauffeur, but I, I you know, I just, I, I found someone to ride with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I found someone to ride with me um, in, you know, in, in a perfect world, because, you know, we, I could have flown to Grand Forks, right? But then I got to have this one-way rental car, then I got to try and get back, and then I got to get back to the airport to get my, get my car where I flew into, you know, so it just seemed so... Seems just a little foolish. So I drove to my game at um, my Division Two game, mm-hmm. came back and picked up my driving partner, and pretty much drove three or four hours. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I got distracted there. In a perfect world, I would have said, "Here, driving person, here's your money. You get me where I need to be. I'm just going to sleep and play on my phone the whole time." Mm-hmm. Well. One, I don't believe that we're very good leaders when we do that. You know, there have been plenty of bosses, you know, because for the purpose of this story, mm-hmm. you know, I You're hired I hired this person. I'm the boss, so I could say, here's your money. I'll I'll be in the back seat if you need me. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't I didn't think that way. You know, I think it's we we both right now when my riding partner got in the car, I wanted us both to have the same goal. And that was to get me to all of my games on time safely. So, um, <clears throat> drove to, you know, three or four hours that night, Thursday night. Got a good night's sleep. 
left, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, had a nice breakfast, and we drove the the eight hours basically to get to Grand Forks. Mm-hmm. Um, we switched it off every three or four hours. You know, it wasn't a big deal. It was in the middle of the day. It wasn't that was not hard. Sure. Get done at. You know, I'm in a car at 9.30. And by the way, Grand Forks, mm-hmm. I don't know if you all know this, but it, they're known for their cold. <laughs> we came out, you know, and I told my driving partner, I said, listen, you have one job right now at the, when we're here at the game. When that final buzzer goes off, you walk straight out to the car, you start that baby up and get that baby warm, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> when we walked out, the temperature was one degree. Mm-hmm. Not not degrees. <laughs> there was one. That was it. So it was cold. Yeah. So we get in the car, and then so we had a plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, the plan is, you know, here here's here's the facts. The facts of the story are, we have thirteen hours to travel, eleven and a half. That's the facts. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna figure out what we're gonna do. So our plan was, we kind of came across this plan together. Uh, maybe I led the, the the way a little bit, but I thought. I'll drive three. My driving partner will sleep three. We'll switch, and we'll just keep doing that until we get there. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't get there in 11 and a half hours, but we got there within our 13, mm-hmm. and we made it safely. We had a nice hot breakfast when we got into town, and then um, and then after, you know, we just drove home. It was the middle of the day. You know, it was a noon tip, so I was down by two. We were home by home and in our in our own warm houses by five thirty, and I, it's funny. I told my driving partner, I said, "We're gonna blink our eyes when we left on Friday, I, or I'm sorry, Thursday." Mm-hmm. I said, "We're gonna blink our eyes and we're gonna be pulling into our driveways." That's that's how fast this is gonna go, and it was funny. He actually said to me, as we were about thirty minutes from home, he goes, "I can't believe it. It's over. We it was it was that fast." And you know, some of the jokes are right. You know, so we think about this Thursday night all day Friday, and then we're going to be home Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Both of us. Yeah. Both of us brought duffel bags with clothes and, you know, all this <laughs> stuff, and we only changed clothes once, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we never saw a hotel except yeah. for that first night. You know, we just kept on rolling, and it was cruising along. So, um, and, you know, if anything, this, this, this young gentleman that w- went with me, you know, he's 20 years old. So if anything, maybe he learned, I'm capable of a lot more than I think I am. And um, I had some great conversations with him, not even just about basketball, just about life in general and, and you know, perspectives and, and why we do things. So, um, you know, he did a really good job. I paid him a few bucks. He made a few bucks. Mm-hmm. And I got all, all my games. And I pulled in the driveway at 530. My wife was happy to see me. Uh, sleep by five thirty-seven, I think it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I went to sleep and didn't move till the next day. So. Yeah. So, a couple of reasons that we thought it would be kind of fun to talk about this is, you know, again, some people would say, "Oh, well, this is something that a, a D one official has to deal with, right?" Because, um, you know, they're the ones that have got to get from game to game. They're the ones that um, uh, the the paycheck's big enough to pay somebody else to help with or whatever, you know. Just an FYI, though, this these two games were my two smallest paying leagues. Sure. So go ahead. Absolutely. So the reason I bring that up is I think this affects every single one of us that work sports. Yeah. I don't care if it's junior high 
or if it's the Big Ten. And the reason why I say it is Jeff knew he was going to be at a place where, here's the truth, you could have done that by yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, would it have been dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you could have, but there's a reason why professional drivers have to keep a log yeah. and are only allowed to drive so many hours per day. That's right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So could you have done it? Sure. Sure. Wouldn't have been as safe as what you chose to do. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we get this idea that we have to be Superman or Superwoman hmm. and well, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Um, you, you offered this driving partner a very fair wage for what he did. My guess is if you had, if you had just said, Hey, uh, we're going to do this. Uh, I'm going to buy your meals. We're going to have a blast. Will you come do this with me? He probably would have done it just for that. Sure. Okay. Now you, you offered him more than that. Um, I think there are a lot of opportunities that we have just as people in general to ask people to come alongside us that we don't take advantage of. And part of the reason we don't is because we think, well, I have to do it. I'm supposed to do it. It's Mm -hmm. my job. It's my thing. And when we do that, we miss out on a whole nother experience Mm -hmm. because we don't bring somebody with. You know, and we've talked about this, especially early in the podcast. You know, there are times that I would ride with you to a game. You know, and I always felt like I was bringing something to the table. Even though, you know, Jeff was the one that was really helping me because I'm learning. I'm watching what he does. I, I Okay, if I ever get in a Division One gym, I, I know how to handle myself now. I know mm-hmm. how to interact with the person back at the loading dock where we walk <laughs> into the arena and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing is, is as I've progressed and I've especially done like some preseason things at some of those very same D1 arenas, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have other partners that come in and they're lost. And I'm walking in and I already know the guy. I'm waving mm-hmm. as I walk in, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it, it's so helpful. So I was always the one that was receiving the most out of that. But at the same time, you had a driving partner. Mm-hmm. And we all know that when you finish a game at 9 o'clock at night and you got a three-and-a-half-hour drive home, it's nice to have somebody to chat with as you yeah. go back and forth. That's why we we called this podcast The Uncommon Drive because how many of us were having windshield time yeah. where we call somebody and talk? And and now, for those of us, whether we do or don't, now we got at least a couple guys we can listen to mm-hmm. you right. know, as yeah. we're making that drive wherever mm-hmm. we need to go. Um, so I, I think... There are times where, man, you've had a long week at work and you've got an hour and a half drive to a junior college basketball game and it's going to be a couple hours and you're going to be coming home late and you've got another long day at work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Man, why not Why not grab a friend and say, hey, would you mind? Would you mind? Hey, I'll, I'll buy dinner on the way home. Yeah. It, it may be as simple as that, mm-hmm. you know? It, you never know. Somebody might go, you know what? I've always wanted to know what it's like when you go do this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, it may be a really great opportunity for them. It, it could be a newer official, a younger official. Uh, the person that you had going with you is somebody that's just dipped their toe a little bit into, you know, basketball officiating. Um, and it gives them a perspective that, you know, they haven't seen before. But I really feel like this is an opportunity that we are missing out on by asking people to come alongside us 
and help. Well, some of it is we're, we're, we're making some assumptions in our own head. No one wants to help me. Mm-hmm. And then if you're wanting to help someone, you're saying no one wants my help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're doing those two things. And meanwhile, we have everyone doing things by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they say? The answer is always no if you never ask. Yep. So just ask. And I mean, I literally sent the one text. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Sounds yep. good. Had no idea what, if if any money was going to be coming his way, nothing. Mm-hmm. But he was like, yeah, sounds good. Now, he may have, you know, seek counsel and you like, hey, debt, you know, Jeff wants me. Oh, I'm sorry. I just gave it away. That's so. all right. It's totally okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, but, uh, you know, you know, Jeff wants me to do this. Should I do that? And, you know, you might have said, yeah, that's cool, you know, or whatever. But so... I just think we we just lose sight of that. And, you know, we lose sight of, even as something simple as, hey, I'm in Eureka. I got a buddy who lives in Eureka. You want to come to the game? Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking to take the family out. I can get you a couple tickets, no big deal. You know, invite those those opportunities um, because, you know, without all of the driving, you know, just take all that out. Mm-hmm. The conversations that he and I had over those, you know, two and a half days were irreplaceable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, hope, I'll never forget them. I, I may have listened with one eye open sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll remember that as we, we, you know, I think we talked about in a previous podcast, you know, when you go to war on a floor and then you, you just have a different bond with someone. Yeah. I just created a different bond, yeah. you know, with this gentleman. And, you know, hopefully it lasts longer than, you know, the weekend we spent together. Yeah. So as you've kind of uh, deduced probably through our, our conversation here, the, the trip partner that Jeff took was my son, Caleb. Now, so Caleb, a little FYI though, you did yep. not you did not offer up Caleb. No, yeah. I had no idea it was happening until Caleb called me up. He goes, "Hey, Dad, Jeff just asked me to go with him to North Dakota." <laughs> He's like, "I'm going. Is that cool with you?" Uh, yeah, right. You know, he'd already made the decision. You <laughs> sure. know, he just was was checking on my blessing there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And of course, my first question was, "Well, as long as school stuff's taken care of, I'm right. cool." You right. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I quickly remembered and said, but "You don't have a game assigned, do you?" And he said, "No." So then, then we were better because I'm one of his assigners, so I didn't want him <laughs> flopping on a game for me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that would have been bad. Mm-hmm. But so Caleb's 19 year old college kid. Mm-hmm. Um, He's uh, he has a schedule that uh, he doesn't have classes on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could not have worked out better for him, just as far as the the days that you know he needed to be gone or whatever, and do that. Um, and everything that Jeff said is exactly right. Um, you know, it was like, oh well, this is a cool opportunity. I'll go do this. Um, he was he was kind of used to a trip like this because as we mentioned on the podcast just a couple weekends ago we made a 13 and a half 13 and a half hour drive back from mobile alabama kind of rotating drivers mm-hmm. just like jeff was talking about so he kind of he had some confidence that this was something he could do and help with and uh when he got home um he talked a little bit about basketball Mm-hmm. You know, because it was his first time being in D one arenas. Oh, yeah. You know, that's first time he'd ever he'd ever seen a Division one basketball game live, mm. men's, women's, anything was when he went to the University of North Dakota mm. and got to see that game. Um, and then he went, you know, to Western Illinois. And the funny thing was, both those schools were playing D three opponents. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know, for those games. So it's not like he was seeing a big clash of, you know, you know, yeah. come down to the wire right, right, advancements. Right. Whatever. <laughs> nope. These games were decided about two seconds after the tip. Yeah. But yeah, he had a great experience with that. But the things that he has still been talking about now days later is not the basketball. It's not, it's definitely not how hard the drive was. Mm. What he's talking about are the conversations. Mm-hmm. What he's talking about are the people he met. Mm-hmm. Um, at one of the, the schools where Jeff went to work, he happened to be working with uh, Missy Brooks yeah. and Doran Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, Doran uh, is a Division One basketball official who also works a lot of other levels as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I work typically several times a year with Doran. I have mm-hmm. a really good relationship with Doran. He works a, a holiday tournament for me and all. Uh, Missy is one of my assigners. Mm-hmm. You know, I work for for Missy in the in the St. Louis Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, which is a D three uh, conference. And Caleb came back, and as he was talking, he was like, "Dad, um, even when he was on the phone, he and Jeff, as they were driving through the night, uh, or, or driving back that afternoon, I was coming back from a game, and so we were talking, and Caleb was like, "Dad, they were they were so cool to me. You know, they were asking all these questions, and I, I got to kind of see what it was like. I got to see their locker room mm-hmm. and everything, and and he was so impressed with the people that they were. Yeah, you know, and so immediately I shot both of them a text. Mm-hmm. Man, thanks so much for being awesome." With Caleb, Mm -hmm. you know, you left such a positive impression on him, you know, and they said some kind things back. But I think that's a a really big deal. Part of what I have thought about ever since Jeff got back is if Jeff hadn't asked Caleb to do that, Jeff probably still could have pulled it off. I know Jeff. Mm -hmm. He'd have found a way to get through the night. He'd have had a lot of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would have caffeinated himself well. Yeah. He would have done it. But he would not have been as fresh and at his best to work that game. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a game that was decided two seconds after tip, you know. But Caleb would have missed out mm-hmm. on all that. Mm-hmm. He, the the relationships that he made, the people he met. And the conversations that he had, he's still talking about now. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we miss out on the opportunity to impact other people. We want to talk about being uncommon, right? Like you said, the common thing would have been, I'm paying somebody some money. You drive all night. I'll see you in the morning. You can sleep through the game the next day. Mm-hmm. Whereas instead, you said, well, yeah, I'm paying you some money. But we're going to alternate. We're going to make sure we stay safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to make sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, even sometimes that I could be sleeping, I'm going to be talking. Right. You know, we're going to be interacting. Mm-hmm. And I think we miss out on opportunities. If, if your game's 30 minutes away to go work a local high school game on a Friday night. Man, what about what about finding that that new person at work that just moved into town? You know, and they're a, a, a single guy or a single lady and they don't have a lot of connections in town yet or whatever. Hey, I'm going to go do this this game next town over. Would you like to like to ride with me? Mm-hmm. Now you get to know them better. You get to build a relationship with. You swing by Hardy's after the game and, <laughs> right. you know, go inside and sit down and spend 15 minutes For eating sure. burger before you come home. All of a sudden... It's not just that you had somebody to ride with after a long week at work, mm-hmm. you know, but now they get that connection as well. 
You know, I just thought of this as you were sharing that that part of the story, and um, it Caleb's nineteen. Yep. And so many times, as an older generation that we are, you know, fifty years old and above, or a year below, um, we like, oh, these kids nowadays. These kids nowadays. Well, I got news for you. These kids nowadays are waiting for opportunities like this. Mm-hmm. It's not the kids. It's us. It's us adults going. We need to invite. Hey, come on, nineteen-year-old kid. It's you know whatever. I'm sure Caleb would have loved to hang out and scroll Instagram or do whatever he was doing. But you know they're they're looking for opportunities. Now they're all not all going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And but when they do say yes, my guess is they're going to surprise you with what they come up with and what they talk about and what's on their mind. Is if you get a couple days with them. So um, ultimately, I think it's changed my perspective towards, you know, the, the teenage kids, you know, because there is, there's a, there's really easy to kind of go down that rabbit hole and go, ah, you know, these kids, I just can't, they can't handle anything hard. Well, what we did this past weekend was hard. Yeah. And never once did he complain. Never once did he like, you know, this is, I'm not sure why I did this. Never once did he say, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, it it's our chance right now to make an impact on a young adult, even if it is for 30 minutes or an hour on a weekend, or if it's, you know, two and a half days of the weekend, we have a chance to do that. And, um, I was, I was, uh, when I got home, I was like very happy that 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 was a decision I made. Um, not knowing the impact that Caleb was going to have on me Mm -hmm. or potentially the impact that made on him. Yeah. And so, you know, when we talk about this idea of being uncommon, you know, exactly like Jeff said, the common uh, story, the common narrative right now is younger generations are lazy. Mm -hmm. Younger generations can't follow through. Younger generations, you know, and, and we say all these things. Well, sometimes the reason for that is just because we haven't spent time with members of that younger generation. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at some of the up and coming young officials that are in the game with me, both on the baseball side and the basketball side. They're some of the best out there. I mean, absolutely best. I mean, they pick up on things so quickly. They work hard. They're in the book. Mm -hmm. They're doing all the things the right way. And again, does that mean every person of their generation is like that? No, Mm -hmm. but they are, you know, and, and if we pour into them, if we take the opportunity to make an impact, and then the flip side of that, for those of you that may be younger listening to this, is that when somebody gives you an opportunity, look for an opportunity to say yes. Mm. And if you can't say yes, this is something that I learned just really recently. Say no but. Okay, now normally we, we don't like yeah, yeah butters, buts, yeah, right? right? Yeah, yeah buts are bad. <laughs> but. Okay. But no buts can be good. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean by that. No, I can't. I have a final on Friday. Mm -hmm. No, I can't. I have to give a speech on Friday, Jeff. Mm -hmm. But if an opportunity like this ever comes up again, would you please think of me? Mm -hmm. You know, so not just no, I can't. I, uh, well, I don't know if you know this part of the story with Caleb. When I reached out to him and asked him, you know, he said that he had, uh, 
you know, class. Mm-hmm. Didn't have anything on Friday, so it wasn't a big deal. Or no, at class until 3.30 on Thursday. Yep. No class on Friday. So was, uh, he said, what time are you going to leave? I said, well, you know, I'm kind of up in the air and had nothing real set in stone, but sometime in the, in the late afternoon, early evening. Okay, so I'll let you know. Well, you know, my game changed. He ended up having a, a music rehearsal, yep. which took him till 8 o'clock. So we were, even though I wanted to leave at, you know, if he got out of school at 3.30, I wanted to leave it at 4. I sure. was ready to go. Yep. Just to kind of get a good start on the, on the weekend. But we were able to make some adjustments to make it all work out, and everyone still got a chance to do those things. So that no but, mm-hmm. listen, unfortunately, I have a, I have a, you know, a, a music competition on Thursday night. Are you okay with leaving at 10 o'clock at night? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, but, you know, we don't know those things until we make them out there. I heard someone, and it's, it's really weird how this phrase I thought was funny, but it's so, so true. And it was on the news this morning. It was kind of a comedy part, and he was talking about UFOs, are they real, and how do you know they're real, and all this other stuff. And he had said, you don't know someone's going pee until they told you. They don't know someone went pee until they told you, <laughs> right? And that, and it, I was like laughing. I'm like, yeah, but there's that's truth. Mm-hmm. You don't know that someone can help you mm-hmm. until they said, yeah, I can help you, or you ask them. You ask them, did you go pee? Yep. Okay, that's how I know. Can you help me? Yes, that's how I know. So, I think we just need to ask those questions. No, I like that. Um, I had a, an interesting situation on the exact same weekend. So I was supposed to be in Indianapolis for a game uh, on Saturday. And so I did what a lot of us do, just like Jeff said. Back when the season started, I mapped out my stuff. And I looked, and I saw that I had a game in Indianapolis. My wife's uh, family, some of them live in Muncie. Some of them live uh, in Lafayette, Indiana. We have to literally drive through Lafayette to get to Indy. Uh, to go to the game. Uh, My mother-in-law had had knee surgery right before Thanksgiving. And so we planned and prepped and said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take off Friday. We're going to go down. Um, We'll stay the night with uh, Megan's parents on Friday night, get up, go to the game, come back, do dinner with them and, uh, and come home. You know, that's a, that's a perfect deal. And then, uh, when Caleb got the opportunity to go with Jeff, then all of a sudden we said, okay, well, we can't go on Friday now because we got to take care of the dogs because Caleb was going to be there to take care of the mm-hmm. dogs. So we're not going to go on Friday. We'll go early Saturday morning. We'll stop by, check in on Megan's mom, uh, see how she's doing. Go ahead and go on down to the game, come back and do dinner with them. Perfect. Great. We get to combine work and family, you know, mm-hmm. which, is, which is always a great combination. I get up Friday morning. I'm going to school to, to do some stuff, and I get emails. I have been removed from my game in Indianapolis. I have been added to a game in St. Louis. Mm. <laughs> so I went from a two-and-a-half-hour drive where I could combine family with everything we were doing mm-hmm. to a now five-hour-plus drive right. You know, uh, in the opposite direction from family. And... You know, you, you talk about making plans and then being flexible with that, mm-hmm. you know. And the next day, that that night, as we were talking about what to do, and, and Megan's like, well, you know, I, I still really want to go with you because 
we've been planning on spending time together on that day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we could do that. She's like, but, you know, I didn't think we were going quiet as quite that long and everything. I said, hey, why don't you stay here? You know, take care of some of the stuff that you want to take care of. And she said, well, that's, that's great. As long as um, we can block out some time on your drive just to talk on the phone. Oh, there you go. You know, just just so we're communicating, we're mm-hmm. connecting, you know. And we did that. We did it for a big chunk of time when I was driving down. We did it for a big chunk of time when I was driving back. Mm-hmm. And as sports officials, we have to be flexible with that. Our families have to be flexible with that. Mm-hmm. Because you you could have made that whole plan with Caleb to get to North Dakota and then back to Western Illinois. And all of a sudden, you could have gotten a call saying, I need you in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, guess what? He'd have been going to Minnesota with you. <laughs> he doesn't. You know? Or I've been buying him a plane ticket to get out of here or something, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. But I mean, that's just, that's how it works within mm-hmm. the, the world that we live. Mm-hmm. So the the more connections we make, the the more relationships that we build, um, you know, I, I think it it makes us uncommon in the way of it's not just about us. You know, it's about more than us. Yeah. It's, it's not just about... Caleb helping you get to the games, but it was about you pouring into a younger generation, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and I think that's something that all of us need to be looking at doing. And as we, as we talk about that, we've been sharing all through the month of December here about a very special project that Jeff's doing. And Jeff for the last several years has always tried to reach out and help a, a family in need around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, last year they were able to actually go have breakfast at a at a place on the south side of Chicago, uh, had several officials that were there for that meal, and at the end gave a very sizable tip uh, mm-hmm. to that waitress that they kind of identified ahead of time. And all this year are being even more intentional, mm-hmm. um, working together with a, a local nonprofit in the Champaign Urbana area, mm-hmm. uh, and they are uh, at the end of the the game that Jeff is working in that area, uh, not long before Christmas. I think it's the 21st, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 21st. 21st. Yeah. So on the day of the 21st, I think in one of our earlier podcasts, we may have misquoted and said the 22nd, but I believe, I believe it's the 21st. As long as I show up to the right game. That's right. <laughs> 21st, that game's going to happen. There's actually going to be a family there um, that has several children. Um, and this particular nonprofit organization has been working with that family and has identified that family as one that uh, would be well-deserving mm-hmm. of a, a special uh, holiday blessing in their life. And so uh, Jeff has asked sports officials of all kinds, baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, football, lacrosse, tiddlywinks, whatever it is that That's you right. officiate. That's right. Um, we just want to put something out in the community that says, hey, officials aren't just the, the evil person on the other side of the whistle or the penalty flag. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're people that care about our communities and care about people. And so if you would like to participate in that, um, we're hoping to raise over $1,000 to be able to uh, to impact this family. And we're still a little ways away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you would like to do that, uh, send an email to uncommondrivepodcast at gmail.com. And then Jeff will immediately reach back out to you with ways that you can send your donation to be a part of that. If you've got five, $10, that would be a phenomenal donation. If you've got $105, that would be a great donation. Uh, and... Uh, we, we would love to see as many people participate in this as possible. How cool would it be if we had 200 uh, different officials mm-hmm. all pitch in yeah. to make something really significant happen for a family? And if 200 people gave $5 each, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. you know, we'd have that thousand dollars that mm. we need to be able to make an impact on that family. So we'd really love for you to consider that this holiday season. Yeah, and uh, you know, you were talking about the story, and it, it holds true to this, even this this part. You know, our net work is way more important than our net worth. Mm-hmm. So our network of officials has a chance to have an impact on a family of four, as you said. And don't and the mom is is hearing impaired. You know, so that she's trying to raise these kids and, you know, and, and trying to bridge that, that gap of, of communication. So yeah, this is going to be a great, I'm looking forward (laughs) to the game on the 21st, but more importantly, I'm looking forward to uh, afterwards on the game on 21st. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, hey, everybody, have a phenomenal week. Uh, Enjoy your drive Mm, to your next game, to your next gym workout, to your next family event. And be uncommon in the way you pursue your life, your leadership, and your legacy. See you all soon. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Drive Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.